Welcome to the Breaking the Barrier podcast. This is episode 90. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Breaking the Barrier podcast. I'm Andrew. I'm Zach. Welcome to the episode where we've got about five minutes of content, which means we'll probably talk for about an hour. Indeed, which is strange. I, I, I never understood how we work that out. Like, I, I feel like we talk longer when we don't have anything to talk about. I always enjoy it when I look down at like the 20 minute mark and I'm like, we're almost out of content. Then I look down, it's like an hour 15. Yeah. I'm like, what happened? Like, yeah. Seriously. It's kind of like. entertained someone. Yeah. It's, it's sort of like COVID. It's like, oh, it feels like we've been in here for like 20 years, but really it's only been five minutes. It's been enough. It's and been long enough. I'm over Yeah. <laughs> so what are we going to do today? We're basically just going to have a bit of a catch up, to be honest, see what's happening between a couple of us. Got a couple of news items from the world to share at the end. But uh, yeah, basically, I think we'll start off. I've had a couple of shout outs uh, in the chat, uh, which I might start off with. And then uh, if there's anything that people in the Facebook community have put to you, Andrew, sing out also. Absolutely. Reminder to everyone, you can find us on Instagram and you can find us on Facebook. Uh, at Breaking the Barrier podcast. Um, the first shout out is to longtime shout out and <laughs> one time podcast guest, uh, Dean Milligan again. Uh, but Dean's had a, a pretty big uh, couple of weeks since we last spoke to him. He finished the Bright Run Fest 100 kilometer, but he did that as part of doing a Run Against Violence virtual event where he, in 19 days, ran 306 kilometers, Wow! which is absolutely amazing. And as part of that, uh, he thought he topped that off. And just the other day, he went and did his 34th half marathon for the year. Amazing. So for those of you who are building up to your first half marathon, Dean's proof that once you get well and truly bit by that bug, there's another 33 in a year ahead of you. That's so, insane. absolutely astonishing effort, Dean. Well done. Great job, Dean. I also want to give a shout out to Jennifer in the Breaking the Barrier community. So I basically, I posed a question what everybody's learning about in this time. I think it's a great uh, point in time that we can learn new things, you know, when we're all stuck at home doing sort of nothing, why not use our time? Uh, shout out goes to Jennifer, who is relearning high school geometry, seventh grade and sixth grade math fifth grade and third grade and first grade Latin. <laughs> and she has decided to withdraw her kids from the school district and homeschool them from now on. So I picked that one out, Zach, because I know that uh, you had mentioned a few weeks ago that that's kind of like an epic challenge for you. So this is a true story. The other day, my wife had a work call. And so she was out for the first hour and a half or so. And so I had to take my youngest, who is 10, through maths and so there's a fairly regimented routine now with homeschooling and so sure. for the first 45 minutes of the day we were going to do maths and then we we're going to do other stuff it took us three hours to wow. do this maths class i had no idea what i was doing they got this new thing called the lattice method okay where when you're multiplying two numbers together you put the numbers down one side and then you put the numbers across the other side and then you draw a box but then in the intersect of each numbers you draw a line through it and then you add stuff up diagonally and i just could not figure it out and as so if my... math wasn't hard enough Exactly. Now it's graphical and you're having to trace stuff together. And, you know, no. my 10-year-old's yelling at me. No. I'm yelling at my 10-year-old. It's just insanity. So anyone who can firstly learn that stuff, let alone commit to teaching it, hats off. Oh, you know? absolutely. That's, that's harder than running an ultra. I would, I would agree with that. I mean, these people are talking about relearning this stuff. And I'm like, dude, I didn't learn it like the first time. Yeah, or, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like... 
<laughs> well, well I, but the second thing I found with this is that I couldn't get this new lattice method right. So then I went back to the old method that I knew and I still got it wrong. Yeah. So that's Fair not enough. great for my bona fides as a financial person, is it? No, that's, um, that's kind of horrific. Not Good great. for you. <laughs> um, I want to do another shout out in the group to Debbie Gilchrist. So Debbie also completed the Bright Running Festival, so hey. the 100-kilometer event. But also she decided after a 100-kilometer event, what's the next thing you do? You start strength training. So Debbie has started her committed strength training project program, which is fantastic because that's an essential uh, to make sure you don't get injured or hurt yourself and you can keep maintaining those big gains. Yeah, absolutely. Way to go, Debbie. Nice, nice, uh, nice push in the right direction. That's, that's the way to do it, especially mm -hmm. as you increase your mileage. Yeah, that's a, that's a smart move. Uh, and lastly, I'd like to give this shout out to Taylor who has said, I've sent an application for an animal studies course at the Gordon Institute. I want to work with animals, and I was volunteering at the Ballarat Wildlife Park before this wave of lockdown. That, to me, is extraordinary. I think, you know, I, I think that this is the perfect time to find something that you're passionate about and, like, go for it. If if you can, go for it. Like, I'm, you know, uh, obviously I'm... I'm always continuing my learning personally and I, I, I found that I've, I've learned a lot of cool stuff over the last couple of weeks I've, I've learned new uh, new techniques of training and talking to people and even little things like Photoshop and stuff it's it's just a great time I mean that's the positive of all this I know we've talked about that a couple of times so gotta look at the positives um, I mean find some somewhere that's it and you know it's You're actually not finding it in math I'll tell you that much to hell with math like no <laughs> Who needs it? No, exactly. Like what? It's only been around You're for 10,000 years. You're better off learning years. Latin. Yeah, that's right. There you go. Or like ancient Aramaic or something. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, it was very interesting. I was watching television today and a commercial came on and uh, I, I, I'm i not sure what they were advertising, so it couldn't have been that good of a commercial. Well, it's great. Always very successful. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, basically the, the, there were two people out for a walk and they were they had their masks on and one lady was uh, talking to the guy and it was obviously muffled and he couldn't understand what she was saying and finally he understood he, he got closer to her to, to see what she was pointing out and he was like oh look at that it's like 10 percent off or whatever it was and she's like that's what i said but it was funny because you know he she, he couldn't understand her and the point is it's great that we're in a time where we can kind of do that tongue-in-cheek kind of stuff with the world i mean I know, I know covid's nothing to laugh at i know it's a serious matter but you know when you think about a hundred years ago with the spanish flu and the media wasn't around to at least make light of it it was probably all very just depressing stuff so yes it's it's depressing yes there are negatives but there are little positives that we can pick out, learning new things, finding the humor in, in our situation. I think uh, we live in a truly wonderful time, scary time, but a wonderful time to stay positive. Yeah, I think if the Spanish flu had had TikTok and Twitter, they would have had a much easier time of it. That's what they needed, more memes. <laughs> totally. <laughs> that makes that makes everything better. <laughs> So thank you to everyone who's been uh, doing going above and beyond in the Facebook community and, you know, paying it forward and shouting out to everyone. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. Um, well, so what else have you been up to, Andrew? I understand that you went off and uh, spoke to another person on an audio form recording, uh, which I'm trying not to get too jealous about. Tell no, us about your it, guest starring on another podcast. I was thinking about you the whole time. So <laughs> basically, uh, as you know, I've, I've, I've kind of gone... 
uh, gung ho into the world. What's that? Rogue. You've gone rogue. I've gone rogue. I've gone rogue yeah. one. Um, I- I've gone gung ho into the world of cosplay, and and you know we- we've been talking about it a couple times, and uh, a pretty big podcaster reached out in the cosplay world t- to me to to guest star on his uh, to guest on his podcast. Uh, he also asked me to be part of the artwork for his new season, which was kind of cool because it featured me right in the center in my super, uh, you know, as, as a drawing version of me in my Superman suit. But I was holding the child, you know, baby Yoda, for those of you at home. Yeah, it, was, it was cool. Nice. I didn't know that that was going to be a thing. I was like, oh, that's awesome. Um, so, yeah, it was. He, he asked me to be on his podcast to come on and talk about, um, you know, my experience in cosplay, but more so... Um, my experience in life coaching and mindfulness and positivity and how that stuff kind of needs to, or, or if that stuff has its its own sort of home in the cosplay world. And we were talking all about, you know, social media and the anxiety that can uh, really be brought uh, uh, about by that. For example, you know, if you're trying to be an influencer on social media, the simple thoughts, thoughts, plural, of have I liked enough posts today? Have I engaged with enough people today? Is my post good enough? Is this post getting enough likes? Or why is it getting less likes than last time? And all those things can start to wreak havoc on your mindset and really make you start to feel anxious about the Mm. social media. Because like I said before, we live in a truly wonderful time, but we also live in a scary time. And that, that has to do with social media. Social media does tend to contribute to uh, anxiety in, in many different ways. And we have to be able to find the um, sort of balance between healthy and healthy consistency and addiction. I, I spoke a little bit yeah. about it on a mini. Yeah, you did a mini on that the other day. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's just, it's very... It's interesting. And I guess the the moral of that story was, you know, if you want to go and create, if you want to be a social media influencer, if you want to be a podcaster, you know, do it because it's something that you love. Don't do it to be, don't, don't get into it to go viral. You know, you, you can do it and just do it because you love it. Like people will gravitate towards you if it's something that you care about. Like that's why, that's why we do this podcast. I think we both know that we're, we don't have millions and millions of downloads every week, but what? we, wait, we don't. Oh, uh, hundreds. When did of that millions. happen? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, but, you I, know we, we, we would be probably hanging out and talking anyway. Yeah. The fact that we can do it on a podcast and amuse a thousand people. Yeah. A couple of hundred. Yeah. My mom thinks I'm cool. Uh, my, you yeah, know. my mom thinks I'm fun. She thinks I should yeah. be a motiv- uh, motivational life coach. Well, she said to me the other day, you should be a life coach. So funny story, mom, if you actually did listen to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you know I was. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like, you know, we do it. We have fun. And the people I think that do listen to our podcast, they are loyal because they mm. care about what we talk about because we care about what we talk about. And we know where they live. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So that's... That's that's how that that's how that goes. Don't yeah. stop. But it's, it's like what you talk about. It's like people who struggle to stick with an exercise routine. It's people mm. who get into an exercise routine or any sort of habit for the wrong reasons, yeah. quote unquote, yeah. are not going to be as persistent and uh, you know stick with it as long as people who are getting into it for hey, I actually enjoy this. That's and that's right. what we often say to people who are oh, how do I start running? I can't believe that I I could run every day. How do you do that? And it's like eventually that that switch will flick. 
and you realize you're running not for you know any sort of benefit other than I just really enjoy running. Yeah, and that's it. Or and that's, working out or bike riding or swimming or, yeah. And that's when you know you found a healthy kind of transition into that lifestyle. I was talking to a friend of mine today and, you know, you see somebody that I'm training um, and, you know, he's like, I asked him how he he's feel, feels about his progress and he was like, yeah, you know, I'm I'm still not 100% happy with my body, but I'm... I'm I, I can see changes and I'm excited about where it's going. And I said, you know what? You will never be 100% happy with your body. Unfortunately, that's just the nature of the game. That's that's uh, that's human beings. Um, but you will transition from obsessive about, say, a number on a scale or, you know, a, a, a look in the mirror and you'll transition into what am I going to be able to accomplish today with my training or with this or my nutrition and so it becomes a much better, rather than I'm not happy, it's more like, well, what are the possibilities? Yeah. So this interview you did with this cosplay guy, was this about the dressing up and the, the cosplaying costumes or was it about your, because a lot of your work that you put into to have a physique that's even comparable to Superman is doing the hard yards, doing a lot of work to fill out the suits properly. Did you talk about that a lot or was it more about other things? No, we, we did talk about that a little bit. He, You know, he, we talked about um, my fitness uh, sort of, what I do and how I feel about cosplaying. And of course, for me, like my my whole thing is anybody can cosplay anybody, whatever they want. You can cosplay somebody that you feel like you have nothing in common with them. You can feel like you can have everything in common with the character. You can look like them. You cannot look like them. Um, for me personally, when I put on the suit I, or any of my suits, I want to make sure that I look, the you know, I, I look like, not necessarily the comic book version because the comic book version is not which one. Well, yeah, exactly. First of all. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not a bodybuilder. I'm not huge, but you know, I want to be able to look like I belong in that suit. And so we did talk about the mentality of that and what my training kind of, you know, is like. We did talk a lot about my fitness journey from from beginning to current, and. And, you know, we, we, we spoke a lot about what it actually, what Superman means to me and why Superman yeah, okay. and that kind of thing. Uh, Christopher Reeve, we spoke a little bit about. Uh, but, yeah, we, we mostly talked about, I think, you know, we talked about breaking the barrier. Uh, we did talk about um, the Manor Lakes Halloween display that's hopefully going to, we're going to figure something out. Because uh, I've actually, you know, Maria asked me to get some cosplayers to do some to s supporting of that as well. So we talked yeah. about that. Um, I did speak about you and, and how you basically took over for me last year and how you've been with me ever since. And Yeah, uh, I, I, kind of well, like once you get under the skin, it's hard to get rid of like a tick. Yeah, well, that's what I told him. I said, you know, he, he offered to take over and I, I, I haven't been able to get rid of him. Yeah, so. <laughs> the, the trick is, you know, choose your friends wisely because yeah, exactly. some of them will just start camping out on your podcast and not leave. Parasites. <laughs> but, but yeah, no, it was, it was a really good time. It was, um, and he, you know, I really, I enjoy listening to his podcast. I had listened to it before he reached out to me. So it was just really cool. And, uh, I'll put the link for it, that episode into the show notes for this one. So people can go hear you in a different form and, you know, yeah, come back well, and tell uh, me that I'm better. Uh, you, wow. Um, a, a better interviewer to bring out your, 
hidden gold. To your credit, he he did listen to he basically I think to research for interviewing me, he listened to a bunch of I don't know if he listens to it regularly or will, but I know he he listened to a, like a, a grouping of the podcast from the beginning, the middle, and and now. And he was like, you know, I I love the dynamic. He he said he's like, you know, I love the dynamic between you and Zach. I think you're a lot of fun. And I was like, yeah, we are, aren't we? Yes, we are. Well, <laughs> any sentence that starts with a credit to you, Zach, you know, I'm going to enjoy. So. That's right. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I think that that episode actually should be coming out this week. So it'll probably. As soon as it's out, I'll release this one. And so at the time of this recording, that should be somewhere. Uh, or I'll awesome. put it somewhere. But yeah, um, so that's that. I picked up a new life coaching client through the Melbourne Superman Instagram page, um, which is great. Um, you know, I've, I've been having... Shout out to Andrew's mom. He's a life coach in case you didn't notice. <laughs> Thanks, mom, for listening. Now you know. Um, I'm fine. Send money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, so it's it's actually it's actually a really interesting thing. I'm learning a lot. Um, you know, I've I've started learning some Photoshop stuff. Um, you know, I'm I'm actually I'm I'm treating the cosplay page as a bit of a business venture. Oh, in terms of I love like obviously I love the dressing up. I love the Superman persona, but I'm also using it to learn how to you know how to market myself a little bit better through images or through networking or through engagement rates. Um, you know, so basically I'll take a, an hour a day, like I said a couple weeks ago, and I'll, I'll take an hour, two hours and just comment on random people's stuff, just nice things and, you know, uh, meaningful, four words or more, meaningful, something meaningful, not the emojis, um, <laughs> to hopefully make somebody somebody's day a little bit more positive. But then I'll, I'll take another hour or two and I'll just start networking with people, like right. people that make... Um, people that make uh, cosplay uh, supplies, accessories, suits, uh, other cosplayers to possibly, I've, I've been doing some virtual collaborations, like we'll do, I'll do a photo here, they'll do a photo there, and one of us will put it together, and we'll just network with each other and advertise for each other. Um, and my my whole purpose is kind of, I'm learning how to become better at getting that quote-unquote offer. Um, now I say quote and unquote because basically this this Heroes of Cosplay Sanctuary podcast that I was on, that's his that's he talks about the business of cosplay and it's all about getting that offer. That's not what he's all about, but that particular episode. So I'm using that to get that offer. Whether that offer is a hey, would you like to do a virtual collab or hey, would you like to represent my brand or hey, would you like me to do a free edit for you, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and it's actually working out. I've, I've gotten some amazing offers already, including the podcast uh, episode, including some people who have offered to edit some photos, um, to do some sketches. Um, I think ultimate would be like to get some kind of a cool partnership or somebody who wants to make me like a $10,000 costume for free. Um, wow. That'd be cool. <laughs> we would like to make you this $10,000 Superman costume and it will actually make you fly would you like this well yes i would actually yes i would like to accept that thank you I, very I, much i would like that very much thank you so, um, so how much of how much of this is going to tie back into because it feels like you've got sort of a venn diagram of you've got you as an actor and a, and a model type stuff you've got 
the stuff that you want to do with fitness and everything, which trying yeah. ties into your personal training. And now you've got this cosplaying, which is like, it depends on your physical ability and your physical image, but also uh, depends on the character you play. It's all sort of kind of coming together in this, this little brand. It's all very complimentary and on brand for you, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's interesting because that's basically, not only am I looking to get the offers, I'm also looking to offer. So what mm -hmm. is it? that's going to set me different is that, yes, I will do the Superman, but in each of those posts or in my stories or whatever, I'm going to offer that, you know, that breaking the barrier-esque type message, that positivity, that, that you know, because every week actually on the on the Melbourne Superman Instagram, I do a Q&A. Um, so starting at 8 p.m. on Friday nights, I'll do for 24 hours a Q&A. And I've, it's been pretty, it's, it's gone off pretty well, actually. And I'll answer questions from, you know, cosplay to Superman in and out of character. I'll answer questions about fitness and mental health and well-being. Um, and it's gone really well. So it's, you know, it's just, it's another platform that I've been using to sort of spread that um, mental and physical well-being, which is great. And plus, awesome. um, I, I tag my agent, my manager in all my posts. So I'm like, you know, if, if you ever want to get me a, an audition for a superhero... <laughs> I'm working here. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm, you know, here's my portfolio. <laughs> so. Awesome. Yeah. So, so keeping busy, I, I do wonder, like, because you hear about all the different industries that's been affected by all the lockdowns and everything, and the arts industry, there just must be this explosion of creativity, where the second you guys can all get together in person and not have to do this over green screen and stuff and virtually, like, I can't imagine what the next like big comic con's going to be do you know it's fun um, it's funny i was listening to again this guy's podcast uh scotty bell is his name uh scotty b here's the uh cosplay sanctuary and he was on one of his last episodes he was talking about the first con coming back and it's like it's going to be really interesting because you're right like right now is uh, especially me especially, I'm I'm finding trying to find so many different avenues to be creative because there are no projects happening. But yeah. then when you look at when those Comic Cons come back, it's gonna be like who's gonna be there? What celebrities are gonna be there? What you know who's gonna be there? Who's gonna go? Is it's probably gonna be like mega crowded. And and the way that he put it was, you know, it's gonna be like the gym right after New Year's or the the pool on the first day of summer. It's like probably I'm gonna stay away because yeah. it's just gonna be so hectic. But it really will be interesting once these things start opening up, like the Comic-Cons, like the uh, theatrical shows, like the movie uh, theaters. What's it going to be like? Um, I think it's going to – I think – look, I think we're in that um, recession period, of course. But I think if we can slingshot it um, when things start to open up, I think it's going to create an opportunity for a huge boom for a lot of things. I was reading an article the other day that said we're headed for a golden age in animation yeah. because right now the only thing that creative people can do is they can animate. They can do voiceover work relatively simply. They can animate and they think there's going to be, you know, obviously there's a longer lead time with that sort of stuff sure. to, to animate it all together, but they think there's going to be some amazing stuff coming out six months from now, 12 months from now from people who are locked down in isolation and that's the only creative avenue they've got Yeah, um, which could legitimize animation. Like you could see some, depending on how much longer this goes, you can see some big voice actors uh, coming up, you know, mo real movie stars deciding, well, I've got to do something to get this creative juice out of me. I mean, I know I enjoy getting paid hundreds of millions of dollars and I've probably made a lot of money, but 
I still want to create. I still want to be a creative person. I want to do something. And animation might be their only way to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're absolutely right. Seems to me that there was some kind of movie or television show or something that was set in the future and like everything was animated movies and it wasn't like live filming. That was called The Jetsons, Andrew. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, shut up. <laughs> no, I mean like a, 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 preface, a, a preface of the show. Uh, preface is not the word I'm looking for. A premise of the Par- show. Parapris? I don't even know what that means. Paragraph. Um, a premise of the show was that everything in the entertainment industry was like animated. Um, I don't know if I'm making that up in my head, but if I'm not, maybe it's maybe it's, it's a great idea. idea. Let's whiteboard this. Okay, you know? let's, let's work on that. Let's make it happen, Captain. Has <laughs> <laughs> anything else been happening? Um, no, that's about it. I'm, you know, I'm continuing on, of course, with my fitness. Um, How's the tire going in the backyard? Yeah, so good. So you spoke I'm, about the tire. How, yeah, you know, I'm whacking the hell out of that every be. now and then. Yeah, no, it's, yeah. I, I'm whacking the hell out of that with the sledgehammer. I've got two sledgehammers or, you know, or I, I pick it up and throw it. The heavier one that's filled with concrete, which is about a hundred kilos. I just kind of lift that up and flip it and everything. Having a lot of fun with that. Um, I've, I've got like a full set of dumbbells now. I've got 10s, 12s, 16s, 20s, 30s, plus a, a few kettlebells in my bench. Like I'm set up, man. Um, uh, like I've started running outside every now and then and I've, you know, I've been doing a couple of sp- not hard time trials, but like easy sort of, let's see what it, I can do. Like I can still do like three or four kilometers and uh, like a, a sub five minute kilometer with effort, but not all out effort. So I'm kind of like feeling good about that. Um, Cause I, you know, when you run on a treadmill for as long as I've been doing now for the past mm. few months, I just want to make sure that I've still got it when it comes to outside running. I do. I totally do. I got it. <laughs> I still got it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, man, uh, other than that, uh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm gung ho with some of my life coaching clients and uh, PT uh, you know, I've picked up some new ones, but other than that, yeah, I'm just kind of taking every day by day. Like I was saying to you before we started recording, I get to the end of the day and I know I've done a lot. I've know I've been, um, you know, I, I've, I've gotten stuff done, but I, I like, I'll get to the end of the day and be like, what have I done today? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the same. I sit at the desk and then like eight hours later, I walk out of this room and I'm like, I feel sweatier and I smell a bit worse. So I assume I've been doing something other than just sitting in there. But can I tell you what the value was? Probably not. Fair enough. What what have you been up to? Like, because you you put in a long day today, it sounds like. Oh, yeah. Work's just a hamster wheel at the moment. It's just uh, just the the days are, I I mean, I I don't joke. It's it's 8.30 till 6.00. You know, no breaks, just back-to-back meetings. Uh, like my work, actually, from the top down, the CEO had to say, because everyone was complaining about this is not sustainable, the work-life balance is not working, it's just we, we need some help here. And so from the top down, the CEO has said, firstly, you're all adults, so if you need to take time off, we trust you to take time off, take time off. But enough of you are complaining about not having time off that we're instilling two days a week there's an hour off 
the company is banned from booking meetings. You can do whatever you want during that hour. You can yeah. go for a walk, you can call someone up, you can do some work, you can do whatever, but we're banning meetings during that hour. And he, and he said, I shouldn't have to do this, by the way. He said, again, I just want to go back to the basic principle here, which is I trust you all. You're all yeah. adults. You can manage your own calendar. If someone sends you a meeting invite that you can't go to or don't know why you need to go to, you can say no, yeah. but just to help you and to set the tone, here we go. Here's two hours a week where there is no meetings. You've now got some meeting-free time. Yeah. And so that, that was, that's been good to try and break it up. But it is a real problem at work. We're seeing people just not take time off, not take sick leave. Um, you know, people, because they're at home, they can just keep working. Yeah. Uh, and the real reason why people are taking sick days at the moment is for real mental health days. It's like, I need a break. I need to disconnect um, for a day, not because I feel physically unwell, but just because mentally I'm run down. So there's a lot of stuff going on with work at the moment to try and get on top of that and make sure I'm looking after my people and the and the broader group that I'm in. Sure. Um, because we're, we're really worried. You can't have that little side of desk catch up with anyone. Like we had Are You Okay Day the other week. That's right. And that was something which we had to work really hard at. Like normally when you do Are You Okay Day and you're in the office, you pop into someone in the hallway, you see them at the coffee shop. Like it's just a constant vibe. Um, every single meeting starts off with, with are you okay? Because we weren't in the same room as anyone, we had to really work at it to make sure that it was, you know, on the forefront of what we were saying and then really go out of our way the next day to go, hey, are you okay day was yesterday, but that's not the end of the conversation. Every day is are you okay day? Don't sure. feel afraid to reach out for help. So yeah, there's, there's a lot of stuff going on at work that just makes it really, really draggy. I, um, I really look forward to, you know, my exercise in the morning to try and get myself into that mindset for the day to come. And then my eldest daughter and I have been really good at like, you know, I, when I break here at the end of the day, she gets me out the door and walking with the dog just to try and, you know, disconnect from the laptop and disconnect from the phone and everything and just get a little bit of time off. So, yeah. yeah. So, so work's pretty rough and that is dominating a lot of stuff with me at the moment, but, but I have been, I have been running. So like you heard me talk about with Dean and Debbie, um, so Daryl and I finished the bright run fest as well. So we did the, yep, the, the 10 by 10, 100 kilometers. We did that in nine days or so. Amazing. Um, so a lot of, there's a lot of people out there who went out and they did 10 days worth, but they were running the 10 kilometers in like 40 minutes or so. Oh, wow. Daryl and I knew that we weren't going to be able to do that. And we knew that, 10 kilometers in an hour is kind of reasonable. So we thought, right, let's just try and do it in nine days. So we were happy to get through that. And I took a little bit of a break afterwards, but I have signed up for starting on Wednesday. There is the Sydney to Melbourne virtual run, which is a thousand kilometers in 100 days. Oh, so starting from Wednesday, the 23rd of September until New Year's Day, that's a hundred days. And the challenge is to try and run a thousand kilometers. So this is, organized by the guys that do the Miram Warnet back paddock ultra. Yep. So that's one of those ones where you go there and you do the nonstop ultra where you run around a paddock until no one wants to run anymore. <laughs> they couldn't do that this year because of the restrictions. And yeah. they were actually thinking about doing a proper Sydney to Melbourne ultra run. Um, but now they've decided to do it virtually. So, Sorry. so that'll yeah. be starting on Wednesday. And so I kind of took today as a bit of a rest day to get ready for that. Well, that's, I guess that'll be good because I think once uh, I guess we're uh, on the road to the restrictions easing for all that. So it'll be, it won't necessarily have to be 10K every day for 100 days. You'll be able to do more. Uh, yeah. Like if, if you're able to be out there for two hours, you might be able to get 25Ks in 
it is so funny on the weekend um decided to try because we could finally get out for more than an hour we could go for two hours i was Mm. like right i'm not going to jump straight into a two-hour run but i'm going to on the saturday and the sunday i'm going to try and do 90 minutes and so about 15 kilometers or so two days back to back i was so tired on sunday after just that little bit of an increase you know because you sit there and you go oh I've been doing an hour, an hour and a half. That's not much more. That's 50%. Yeah. After seven weeks of doing the same thing every single day, yeah. suddenly to throw 50% on was actually a big deal. I was hungrier. I was sore. I was more tired. Um, it goes to show that, yeah, I wasn't going to quite do the 10% rule and add six minutes a week uh, for a period of time. So I did kind of jump up a little bit because as we know, the 10% rule is <laughs> the first rule that goes out the window that's, that's when you're the a runner. That's broken all the time. But I noticed a real difference. Yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah, awesome. so I'm kind of back into that now. Um, but the other thing I've managed to do, and you'll love this, is I, I think I've completely managed to corrupt the uh, the scout group that I'm part of as well. Oh, good. Because my scout <laughs> group has decided to celebrate its 105 years of existence by running a 105 challenge where they're going to try and do 105 kilometres um, before the end of the year for oh, every wow. single youth member. And every single youth member that does it gets a little badge that they can wear on their camp blanket or something like that. And it wasn't my idea. Okay, was I was going to say. Leaders of, no, it was my group leader's idea. So obviously I have polluted through incidental contact enough people in my group that now they're coming up with running challenges. Amazing. And I can sit there and go, it was your idea. It wasn't my idea. So that's, I think that's this, actually really cool. This is my Venn diagram of everything coming together now where that's, everything just rotates around running. Yeah, well, that's it. So you're, you're bringing that healthy aspect into the scouts and... That's really cool. I mean, yeah. you know, it's it's exciting to me to to hear about that because uh, the 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 people that do it maybe they find out that they really love running and it's something that carries with them for the rest of their lives. It's like one of those things that it can change somebody's life. That's great. Yeah, and we're just so desperate after having had a whole school term of kids just being on online learning and on Zooms the whole time. We're just looking for any excuse to sort of get them out and away from a screen and, and doing something. And thankfully, I mean, the weather has just turned beautiful here in Melbourne in the last couple of days. You know, we're in spring now um, and we just want to get kids outside. You know, they can go to playgrounds again. They can go outside for two hours. We're really looking forward to that time where you can get maybe five people together and they could do a little bit of a, a nature hike or something or sure. even just kick a ball around because the kids are struggling kids yeah. have just got to get out there and just play again and just be kids they don't need to be taught anything or or learn anything as scouts we don't want to do that at all we just want to get them outside and in nature again yeah just getting some fresh air and, and just enjoying each other brilliant mm. brilliant so yeah, that's a, that's a large part of what we're doing as well. So uh, if you're in the Facebook community and you've got any ideas or words of inspiration that you're seeing around your local area or in your personal life, drop it into the chats. Uh, we, we'd love to hear about it. Totally. Um, so two things I wanted to like plucked from the headlines, Andrew, and I don't know if you'd seen these or you're up to date on them. I did not actually. So here's one. So if I said to you, 21.33 kilometers, what would you think? I'd think in terms of time. Well, just generally, what's the first thing that pops into your mind? Oh, half marathon. Yeah. So um, that is now the official one-hour world record um, that was set by Sir Mo Farah uh, about a week or so ago. Um, wow. So he went out there, and it was at the Diamond League meeting in Brussels. And this is a world record that has stood for 13 years or so. Um, so it's in 2007, it was set. 
And it's been sort of seen there as one of those, geez, how's anyone to get, get to this? Yeah. But Sir Mo Farah went out there. And so in an hour, he ran over a half marathon. He ran, you know, 200 meters or so past That's... a half marathon. Incredible time. Would that not give him, what's that, what's the, do we know what the world record for the half marathon is, right? It's like 58 something, is it? 59. Well, yeah, I would have thought that would have given him the world record. Like just um, by. Half marathon as, yeah. as well. Yeah. Uh, but you know what's really scary? It was only two seconds a kilometer faster than what Kipchoge did for the marathon. Wow. So that's there's two ways. There's yeah. two ways of looking at that, isn't it? It's yeah. like Kipchoge, it's either, wow, this guy, Mo Farah, was so fast, he could probably have, you know, really challenged that two hour marathon. Or, wow, Kipchoge wasn't even trying for the world's fastest half marathon and he actually ran it um, within the same amount of time. Isn't that funny? Yeah. It's just, it amazes like it, it it amazes me when I look at those numbers because yeah exactly like here's a guy that will run twenty one point three kilometers in uh, x amount of time Kipchoge yeah. runs a, a full marathon in x amount of time and then you translate that into something like a ten k and it's like oh, wow that's, that's just 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 just. It's like it's a incredible. 25 minute 10k or something. It's crazy. Oh, it's nuts. It's absolutely nuts. Like these guys are so much faster than your average person that you come up to. It's like the fastest person at your park run is nothing I, compared to these people. That's just it's completely different. There are it's insane. I just can't even imagine it. And it's just it's it's really amazing to watch that fastest person at a park run how hard they're pushing. Yep. And watching somebody like Kipchoge run twice as fast for eight times as long, yep. not looking like he's pushing a quarter of the amount. <laughs> and I'm not doubting that we have very fast people at park no, runs. No, like we sure absolutely we're do. People that are doing you know sub three thirties at park runs. Oh, you know, totally. Super fast time. These guys are doing two forty nines in marathons. You know, in, in marathons, it's insane. It's just to, to watch, uh, so if you get a chance to go watch the highlights of Mo Farah, um, there was actually a couple of them doing it. And the guy that finished second still broke the previous world record. So this wow. world record that had sat there for 13 years and they thought would never be broken, Mo Farah went out to break it. But the guy who was running with him and pacing him also broke the world record. Uh, and it was only Farah's like legendary in the last minute, he just dropped it and yeah. really kicked for the last minute. That's what gave him the win. And they had, watching it on the telecast, they had a virtual runner, which was the previous record holder. Oh, and so cool. as you were watching it, you could see how far he was ahead or behind um, of this virtual runner. But on the track itself, they had, you know how when Kipchoge did the two-hour event, he had the car going in front of him and the car was shining the lights yeah, the onto the track. laser lights, say, yep, yep. Yeah, they had something similar along the inside of the track. They had lights that were lit up. And so as he was running, he could see by the lights beside him whether or not he was ahead of it or beside it or something like that. That's really cool. Yeah. And the thing I love about it, though, is that the previous world record holder was Hele Gerbrelassi, um, who set that world record in 2007. And Halle apparently runs a hotel in his native country. And one time, Sir Bo Farah went there um, and stayed at the hotel and allegedly someone broke into his room and stole his passport and his wallet and everything. And apparently when he reported it, Halley uh, turned around and said, well, no, actually there was nothing wrong with his hotel. His hotel was a perfectly fine hotel. This was on Mo Farah. It was his problem that had this happened. And oh, wow. so there was a feud between the two of them. 
No so shit. So you can't tell me that Farah didn't take an extra little bit of delight oh, in dude. breaking Halley's record after all this time as well. That's funny. I love that. Oh, he totally yeah. would have. He's priced. He would have. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I would have been like, ha ha, you jerk off. Yeah. So, yeah, so people are doing great stuff in, in isolation. And the segue for that is that, so Maru Farah, he is going to be a pacer at the upcoming 2020 London Marathon. So that's happening only in about a fortnight or so's time. Oh, yeah, uh, that's Sunday, in October, eh? Sunday, the 4th of October is the 2020 London Marathon. And it's going to be, they've released the details, it's going to be in a proper biosecure bubble. Like the so Simpsons? Yeah, basically. So similar to what they've done in the uh, the National Basketball Association in America, where everyone's flown to Disneyland in Orlando, and they've checked into Disneyland in Orlando, yep. and they're all staying in the hotels. They're doing something very similar with Kings Park in London, where there is a hotel right next to the park. And it's like Hotel California. You check in, you pass your quarantine, you do not leave. Uh, you're there in the bubble uh, for days leading up until the event. And then if you break quarantine, then you're out. You've got to leave wow. the bubble altogether. But the whole idea is that they get tested daily until the race starts, uh, sure. and then they run the, the the bubble, which is this you know this 1.95 kilometer course. They're just going to run laps around it, and uh, then a little bit of the extra to get to the marathon distance. That sucks. Yeah, I would hate to do that. But yeah, hey, I, I, in saying that, I'm you know it's exciting that they're actually going to get to race it. Um, I think it's 2 a.m. Australian time, which is going to suck. Yeah. I will not yeah. be awake. That's not going to be great for that one. No. Although, do you know what? I'll probably I'll, I'll renew my sports package on Foxtel so I could record it because they normally uh, they they normally air that live, the London yeah. uh, all the world major marathons and random marathons too, um, which is crazy. So well, this is go. the Virgin London Marathon, so I imagine Virgin will be putting something on YouTube yeah. or something like that to promote it as well. Yeah, it's but the the thing that's annoying for these guys is that. They're going to check into the bubble, but they have to check into the bubble a fair way before the actual race to make sure that nothing comes up because you, yeah. know, you can have symptoms for 10 days beforehand. So they're still going to be training, but the only place they're going to be able to train is the same damn course that they're going to have to run around. So it's not even like they're going to be able to get there and go, okay, I have to do 19 laps on this thing, but that's okay. It's the first time. These no. guys are probably going to have done 50 laps by the time they even get to the race. Oh, that sucks. But I get bored yeah. running the same course at my house. Do you, you know, know? It, it, it will be really, and I think I was speaking about this the other day, mm -hmm. a couple of weeks ago. Um, it'll be interesting to see what the times are yes. because there is no atmosphere. There is a small course that you're just running around and around and around, and it's not new. Um, it's it's really going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. Like I said, I think uh, I think Bekele wins. Yeah, calling it Bekele? Yeah. I think so. I think there's, there's two much on Kipchoge yeah. to try and pull this one off. I just no. don't see how he could make this one happen. It just doesn't I kind of, right. Yeah, I like yeah, I feel like he's just going to, you know, like not saying that he's going to take it easy, but I feel like he'd be okay to take it easy. I mean, I don't feel like that this guy goes to these marathons with the sense that he's not going to win. Well, he's but, only lost one that he's ever entered. Yeah, he, exactly. Right? Something like that. Exactly. Yeah. So, but I at the same time I feel like, you know what? I'm Elliot Kipchoge. I've done this this and this. I'm just going to have fun. Like, I'm just going to have fun. Yeah. His fun, though, is... A two-hour four. Yeah. <laughs> is lightning, you know? Yeah. But still. Yeah. No, it's just going to be absolutely incredible. So, um, yeah. So, uh, any early birds? Get up at 2 o'clock in the morning Australian time and watch that and then let Andrew and I know what's happened. Because we ain't getting up. Mm -mm. 
Mm. Have you been trying? Do you watch the Tour de France at all? No. No, that's, that's that, the that's cycling. That's cycling, yeah, that yeah. just finished the other day, and that's a tough one because that starts at like ten o'clock at night. I used to watch like, like three o'clock in the morning. I like try. I mean, obviously, I watched the Spartans and stuff. Uh, I used to watch triathlons; those were kind of cool. But I've yeah. never watched. I've and obviously road running, but I've never really gotten into bike racing, like cycle cycling, cycle racing. What do they call it? Cy- bike, yeah. Cycling. Cycling. Yeah. It's very pretty, the Tour de France. So I think, unfortunately, I have locked myself into a trip to France now because my wife has been looking over the corner and going, oh, that looks nice. And I'm like, yeah, look at the quads on him. She's like, no, I'm looking at that little villa behind. You can go check that out. (laughs) Well, that escalated. We're looking at different things, obviously, you know. Yeah. I'm I'm there for sweaty men and she's there for the scenery. It's weird how that works. It is weird how that works. Like, I must admit, whenever (laughs) I watch running or like an athlete, I'm like, it's like I, I'm always uh, like hypnotized by like the muscles and stuff. I'm like, yeah, I, you can see every striation. That's crazy. I know. I love watching um, Kipchoge running in slow motion. Oh, you dude. See every little thing flex. It's and, wild. Oh, it's amazing. It's yeah. like an, an uh, an, uh, anatomy picture, you know, with the because he's got yeah. next to no body fat on him. Um, well, just, some of these cyclists, it's incredible. Like you as a body connoisseur would just, the quads and the calves on them are enormous. And then their upper bodies, there's nothing, yeah. like nothing at all on their upper bodies. It's and, like every day they, is leg day. Oh, and the lycra they wear is so ultra thin. I, I was listening yeah. to, like we talk about how expensive it is to buy running gear and all that sort of stuff. Sure. They were saying that some of the gear that these professional cyclists wear, they couldn't sell them to you and me because the durability wouldn't be there. They're so thin because they're trying to conserve so much weight that they would last maybe 10, 15 washes in a normal washing machine. Really? Like they're basically see-through um, and they offer no protection whatsoever. Whenever these guys have a spill, you see they're coming up and the, the stuff's just hanging off them. Um, yeah. But that's because every single gram just you know counts so much more in these events. That makes sense. Yeah. Mm. And then you compare that to when we watch the, the sprinters in the Olympics and they've got chains hanging around their neck and all that sort of stuff. That's a I good mean, point. Yeah, that is yeah. Well, yeah, that is funny. You would think that sprinters would be the same way, but yeah, they've got they got bling, some of them, which is nuts. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, different sports. It's all fitness. It's all fun. It's all good. Indeed. Mm. I'm into it. So you got anything else? I don't think so. I've got nothing. Um, I'm really excited about our next episode. Do you want to? Do you want to give everybody a preview of what we're looking forward well, to? Well, if you're on the YouTube, you'll be able to see in the background my room here, my home office has got the theme going on um, because none of you demanded. We're bringing back the <laughs> Star Wars draft, and we're going to be doing the worst things about Star Wars I've in the next stuff. couple of days or so. So fingers crossed we'll get that one up to you uh, very shortly after this. And I also found, Andrew, a couple of old videos of podcasts we did before we had the YouTube uh, thing. So I flipped the videos of those through to you as well. So we might yeah, I did see that. Up. Yeah, yeah, I'll put those up. That's exciting because I've, I've, I think I've uploaded. I can't. Uh, I, it won't let me upload Dean's video for some reason. Um, it keeps saying it's taking too long or whatever, but it's not even that. It's not big that big. So that I'm, wasn't the biggest one we've ever done. No. So I'm, I'm, I've been trying. I've been kind of retrying that one. But yeah, uh, check out the Breaking the Barrier YouTube. Basically, there I think there's like five or six videos up there now. Um, yeah. The last one is my particular favorite because Zach interrupted me 15 times trying to do the intro. <laughs> I must admit, I watched the intro to that one like three times in a row when it happened. (laughs) That's a lot of fun. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. 
But yeah, so I'm looking forward to that Star Wars one. Like I said, I mean, I was, I have, I think I have like a full page of notes on like every single thing. Like, I'll, you know, the, the nature of it will try to keep it quick, quick. Yeah. But I've got some rants that I'm not going to oh, allow. I'm prepared, to mate, to just throw to you and then stand up and walk out a shot, go make myself a drink, come back. Do it. He's still going. Okay, I'll be back. Yeah, yep, off I go again. Do it. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong, everybody. I absolutely love Star Wars, but I absolutely love to talk about the stuff that doesn't make any sense yes which there's going to be a lot of so <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll get to that in our next episode totally well i i think that that's all that i've got um and so if there's nothing else oh, one oh. more for you yes guess what i did the other day what i had my first generation you can bar the salted hey. peanut butter came through what'd you think of it so um you know full honesty it was a little smaller than i was expecting when i opened sure. it up I was like, you know, which, you know, I've heard that before. So nothing to be scared of. <laughs> um, so, but, and I, I got it. I went, oh, okay. Is this really going to fill me up? Started biting into it. I got the salted peanut butter. It, this is, you know, not a backhanded compliment at all. It tasted like salty peanut butter. Nice. It didn't taste like a protein. You know how some of those protein powders have that real chalky sort of taste or they almost taste like medicinal. This didn't taste like that. It tasted very natural. It tasted very organic. It wasn't super salty. So it wasn't like they tried to, to overdo the flavor. Sure. It was just a really nice, you know, smooth peanut butter with a little bit of salt. And I was eating it. I was like, yep, this is really, really good. I, I could eat a couple of these. No problem at all. Awesome. And despite the fact that I thought it was relatively small, I tell you what, it filled me up. It was three hours or so until I felt like I, I needed to eat anything else. I did it as a bit of a, a hunger breaker. I, I'd come off a, a slightly longer run in the morning and it was a little bit longer until I was going to have my, my proper meal of the day. And so I took one of these just to you know, beat the food craving and, and it, it was great. Amazing. I regret nothing about going to Generation UCAN, getting that painted at Superstarch formula. And I love the fact that I used the code breaking the barrier and got 10% off for that first order. Epic. Epic. And I noticed today that the salted peanut butter is back. And so I give it two thumbs up. I totally recommend it. And I think you should check it out. All right. I'll have to actually, I have to get, get onto that because I have not tried that flavor. So yeah, everybody visit generationucan.com.au and use the coupon code breaking the barrier for 10% off the perfect snack to give you long sustained energy to keep you fueled and feeling good. Generation UCAN is the best choice for steady energy <laughs> there we go i promised i'd bring that one up and i was just like yeah i'm not going to eat one now because it's a little bit late but yeah it was good awesome that's really i'm, I'm really glad to hear you know i've only been telling you like for three years to get onto generation you can but you know whatever uh, i got hungry better late than never <laughs> <laughs> awesome all right man well if that's it then i guess uh to everybody out there just Keep in mind that we still want you to go on to uh, wherever you listen to the podcast, uh, <clears throat> Apple Podcasts, leave a review, give us five stars. If it's less than five stars, give it to some other podcast. Um, head over to the Breaking the Barrier community on Facebook and Breaking the Barrier podcast on Instagram and Facebook and shoot us your ideas of anything you want to hear. We'll, we'll always hear them out and we'll always, uh, we'll always consider them. Yep. And if you've got any ideas for future topics or, or anything we go over that we don't properly explain, we're always happy to jump on and do a mini or just do an entire episode for it. Um, you know, we're here to help you guys out. And if there's something we've missed in the news that you'd like to hear us talk about, flick it through to us as well. Absolutely. And uh, going above and beyond that, if you do enjoy the draft episodes, like for Star Wars, if there's specific 
movie franchises or specific exercise things or training things that you want us to talk about in a draft style episode, let us know because I, I know that I had fun in the last one. I'm sure we'll have fun. Yeah, in the a lot next of fun one. to do. Yeah. Yeah. So let us know. So this has been the Breaking the Barrier podcast, where Zach and I hope to inspire you to go above and beyond what you ever thought possible. I've been Andrew. I have been Zach. Thank you so much for listening, and we will catch you next time.